0: Welcome to Talk is Jericho. This is the Pot of Thunder and Rock and Roll. The remedy for boredom has arrived and we are here today with Asking Alexandria, one of the biggest bands on the rock scene today. They're taking over England, they're taking over Europe, and they're really cracked and big in the States right now. I got guitarist Ben Bruce and the new singer from Ukraine, Dennis Stoff. Great dudes. They are not holding back, man. Ben's telling the whole ugly story about their split with original singer Danny Warsnop and how they found Dennis. He's also talking about opening for Guns N' Roses and his brief, very brief interaction with Axl Rose. Hilarious story. And Dennis grew up in the Ukraine, so you hear how he learned to speak English and what the music scene was like there when he was growing up. You get the story behind all the great 80s cover songs Asking Does Live. Journey, White State, Skid Row, how they relate to those bands. Tons of awesome stuff coming up with Asking Alexandria. Plus, you'll learn what Halapji is, Pedehe, Diborgia, Naster, all the uh, horrible Canadian-Ukrainian that I know uh, as uh, Dennis, a real Ukrainian, just burns me and tells me how bad I am at pronouncing all of these things. Uh, so you're not going to want to miss this show today. Asking Alexander is here. The new album is called The Black. It kicks ass. It's perfect timing for them to be in Talk as Jericho. Perfect timing for you not to to miss this show, and that's why you need to subscribe to Talk as Jericho on iTunes so you don't miss any of the crazy rock and roll stories from the guests on this show. Alright, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Leave a five-star rating and a comment or two or three or four. I really read all the comments. I'll be sharing a few more of them this Friday on the podcast. And your ratings and reviews are what's going to get this show to number one on the iTunes charts. We're constantly in the top 50, top 40, crack the top 30. But I want to get number one. We are number one. We are number one. Tell all your friends to subscribe on iTunes as well. Talk
1: is Jericho.
0: Okay, backstage in the luxurious uh, venue here. With Ben and Dennis from um, from Asking Alexandria, and it's funny w- when you do these shows. Like you were just laughing at that couch that you're sitting on. Yeah, yeah. Like how how comfortable of a couch it is, but I always think like, what has happened in these dressing rooms? Like how long has this couch been here? Oh, the How f- much
2: it's been definitely soaked and f- C- funny 11. that you say that because <laughs> there's a tour I remember very very well that we played this venue, and we end we ended up actually I someone in the, the <laughs> dressing room right down there i got thrown out and got in trouble so i took all the sofas out and i put them in the toilet and barricaded the door closed in the toilet and carried on banging her in there while they were trying to break the door down to get me out here here in, in, this, this, exact venue, in this exact venue here exact in grand venue. rapids yeah, michigan yeah about six years ago now wow and uh, they finally broke the door down and they kicked me out and i behind the trailer in the car park. So. You, you couldn't
0: be start, man. No, I, was,
2: I needed to get my nut, dude. And that, was, that was the last time I even remember playing this venue. Is this the best Solid. beginning to a podcast ever? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you know <laughs> promiscuous sex and it's green I mean, maybe she'll show
0: up tonight maybe I
2: don't yeah. know I can't, I can't
0: remember who it was well maybe it. she says I'm the one that barricaded the bathroom then then you'll know so I if you're out I there I hope she's attractive sweetheart I hope you're, uh, yeah, hope you're yeah. attractive <laughs> hope you still are <laughs> but uh, you're at the end of your tour here we mentioned with bullet for, for my Valentine but this is like a, 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 a asking Alexandria only show yeah and this is a big Room out there. It's just like literally a big giant room.
2: And there's no support, so it'll be interesting.
0: Wow. Uh, yeah. Just yeah, you guys. it's pretty exciting. Yeah, we'll do, do you know what you are gonna get? Like, do you know what the what the sales are? are you just kind of the pre-sale to? was actually really solid.
3: Yeah, so. it was really
2: good, and then we did a bunch of morning shows this morning on TV and some radio giveaways and That's stuff. Great. So it should be good
0: because I, I know we've played. I don't. I'm not sure if we've played download at the same time, but you, you know, you go to England and Asking Alexander is like second from the top. You guys are like right right near the top of the top of the top. Over yeah, it's awesome in England and Europe. I think et we're
2: actually doing um, Reading and Leeds this summer for the very first time ever, and we're uh, we're headlining the stage we're on so we'll be closing that's out huge. the night on on the stage run and that's yeah, daniel p carter yep.
0: daniel p carter yeah shout yeah. out to daniel yeah. big uh big influential dj over overseas yeah oh, absolutely actually, oh sorry. it's his stage oh, it's the daniel
3: p yeah, carter yeah, yeah, stage
2: yeah. yeah which is awesome so. the, the-
3: i'm really excited about everything that's going out about asking in england too right now because there's a lot of support a lot of love that apparently was never shown to the guys um magazines be, uh, like Kerrang, mm-hmm. um we just had our front cover um also the, the bbc is the, the biggest the, the biggest one. and the most exciting thing is bbc we have like our newest single the black being played literally
0: daytime every single day so which is huge because especially in in england the radio scene is not the same as it is here oh, rock no. radio yeah, yeah. yeah. No. there basically
2: only is the bbc yeah. yeah, and it's funny because we were we we tuned in the first time they told us yeah we're, we're you know we're supporting the single we're putting it on so I did an interview with them and um, they literally they were playing what oh, it was like. Kanye West followed by us, and I was like, "Oh, Kanye God. West, Drake, and then yeah, and, us." And then, then a little future.
3: interview, a little thoner with
2: Ben. Then again, the black. Yeah, then us again. It was like, wow, which
0: is huge, crazy. and that influence carries, like you said, like a guy yeah. like Daniel. I mean, that gets you uh the, 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 to expand your fan base over there.
3: Exactly. exactly which is- yeah, nothing but thankful. Huge shout out to BBC for sure.
0: But d- and does that translate over here to to the states? Like, are you guys? Is your name growing here? Like on the Bullet Tour, you're you're. Was it co-headlining or supporting Bullet? But it, it's
2: it- yeah, and I, it does. It definitely does translate. But I think more than anything, it's made American radio because we've had good radio success in the states anyway. Um, but now, you know, they're like, oh my god, like they're they're blowing up on radio over in the UK. What the hell can we do here to no. sort of match that or top it? Because the Blacks quite for all that it's not it is quite a heavy song and so the states has been too afraid to push that for radio and we've gone with a different single but then for someone like the bbc to go no we're we're gonna play this on daytime like when everyone's trying to work and stuff it, it's uh, i've had a lot of radio people go wow man we need to sort of rethink our game over here in the states if if they're allowing that over in europe times has definitely changed we need to catch
3: mm. up yeah. well there's metal bands selling millions of cds and like have Massive Venues Pretty much Sold out Then you need to Reconsider that Maybe there's Actually a lot of people Who love that stuff
0: Right there are the fans out there that want to hear it and want mm-hmm. to check it out. You know? Exactly. And one thing I find about England, too, is, which is great for a band like Asking, is that they're always looking for who's going to be the next big English band.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You they're very, I mean? very loyal. Yes. You know what I mean? They're, like, proud. It's like, we, we've traveled around the world flying the British flag, and they know, and they're mm-hmm. proud. They're like, yes, and they want to support their sort of homegrown heroes. Right. I mean, you look at, like, Iron Maiden yep. headlining Download
0: again mm-hmm. this year, and rightfully so. Yep. Possibly the biggest metal band in the world, but still oh, absolutely. flying the British flag. Exactly. They're very British. I just saw them a couple of weeks ago in Las Vegas. It's so British when you talk to them and see them, and you know, they might as well be drinking tea after the yeah, show. Yeah. But that's like that's England, and and the the the, the fan base and the people that like to get behind that. But like, who's going to replace Iron Maiden? We are. And you, well, that's, good answer. <laughs> Fact. That's exactly right. But do you find that that you're getting that kind of you mentioned being on Kerrang! for the first time and getting kind of this this press and this publicity that you haven't got before, is that something that you can see yourself doing headlining Download in a, a year or two or a few
3: you know years? It, it, it's it funny. wasn't the first time by the way, but I mean yeah, okay, you're getting more covers.
2: Yeah, 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 okay. for sure. It's amazing. I, uh, it's funny oh God, that I'm you on. say that because we played Download a few years ago. Um, before Dennis and we were we were quite up on main stage and um the guy that puts on download every year Andy Copping yep okay you know him yeah, <laughs> yeah. he 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 came up to us and our management and he said I'm struggling to think cuz they get the same headliners every year kind right. of and they and he's like I'm struggling to think who can take over and he was like the only band I can see from the new era, the new generation, getting to headline download one day, is asking Alexandria, and that to me was a huge, just mm. like, wow, man, like, that's, that's insane. Right. That we have that sort of confidence and the belief in us, and um, I think since he said that, we've only grown, you know, obviously Dennis has joined the band, and there's even more hype, and we're working even harder than we ever have before, and it's, it's nice to know that we're sort of sailing in that direction, mm. and hopefully one day, you know, to touch wood, we will be headlining download. But a guy like Andy's so influential because, like,
0: Fozzie's played there three times, and the last time we played in 14 was on the main stage.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Second of the day, but the first main stage appearance. <clears throat> but we started on the Snickers stage and then went to the What's second stage. And then I feel that Andy has a game plan in mind for certain bands where every year i'm placing them like you know like a like a chess a chess man oh,
2: dude you're 100 right the first time we ever played download i believe it was 2011 and we headlined the pepsi max stage which mm-hmm. was the 10th stage and and we were like kind of bummed we were like you're gonna put us on the 10th stage instead of the second stage and he was like i could put you on the second stage if you want but trust me headline this and see what happens. And we were like, what do you mean? He's like, it's a 5,000 capacity tent let 's see what happens when you headline, just trust me, so we did, and it turned out there was like fifteen to twenty thousand people trying to get in this five thousand cap you always like, yeah,
3: you exact, always should trust them yeah. the same thing. The same thing was in rock and ring, remember that same exact thing Dude, um, you guys were also kind of like bummed that we 're not going to play like the main stage and stuff and we played at like two a m we played two a m yeah, and yeah. It, but it, and it was like a tent arena with twenty five thousand cap. Was absolutely packed Ram. at 2 a.m. Yeah.
2: at 2 a.m., the last performance of the evening. So the headliners on main stage had already. We pretty played. much closed out Rock and Ring that day, yeah. And the same thing, they were like, trust me, trust me. And we did it, and it was like, boom. So, you know, they were like, there you go. So next time you go back, it, you skip a level, like you just we pro- skip proved your are right. right. We went exactly. right over second stage to main stage.
0: And, and that's one thing I love about festivals, uh, especially overseas, is that people will be there at 2 a.m. and they'll be there at 12 noon. Yeah. Oh, man. Europe
3: is crazy. <clears throat> All day long, right? Especially Germany, uh, Having non.
2: said that, though, I was I was shocked today to find out because we've always said, like, Europe knows what it's doing with festivals. Europe is where it's at for festivals. America's got a lot of catching up mm-hmm. to do but um, I feel like they just America's did. just yeah. got up. Rock, Rock on the Range has just sold out. 120,000 tickets You're sold You're kidding me? That's yeah. great. Sold out, th- That's never happened in the States. That's, that's great. You know, or, or At least not for a very long time. You know, It's it's no, really no. awesome to and see Rock that. Rock on the
0: Range has kind of become the brand for festivals. Here. Yeah. It's almost like you know the, the States version of download. But the thing is too is that guy who puts those shows on, Danny Wimmer, is also doing Aftershock in Sacramento and there's one in Knox or uh,
2: Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. And then did there's, he just do um, the Chicago? Open air, too. Is that I think is? that's his as well, yeah, dude? He's taking over, man, and he's done it smart, he's done it very smart. He wants to really expand good to, to do
0: 15 or 20 festivals over the season because you're right, the states never had that vibe, and yeah. now it has caught up. and He's put them at the right time frame to April, May, yep, and then you go over to England to, and Europe for and June, the, July, June, July, exactly, August, whatever. So it, it was he
1: was smart enough to clash because now bands don't have to choose which one they, they want to do. do, they the can whole do all cycle. Let's talk, uh, Dennis, about how when you came and joined the band, it's been been about a year.
0: Yeah. And was it was it a, a scary uh, proposition to step into a, a, a headlining band as the new singer? This is not a new bass player, or drummer. It's the new face of the band. It was way more exciting rather than like scary. Yeah. You know, because
3: for obvious reasons mm-hmm. i've been saying that so many times i feel like i'm just i just have to say it again it was a really easy and smooth transition uh it just felt right from the get-go you know like as soon as i hopped on this bus when they picked me up
2: somewhere and was it germany <laughs> I, Ge- I, I on had, the side of the road i'd been awake all night drinking it must have been like 10 a.m i was yeah hammered and we pull off it the yeah, the, the road, first things like, hey. that I've seen, Ben and Sam hammered. <laughs> sunrise. What's hey up? Like, welcome. You're in. Drink with us <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah,
0: well, that, that's half of it too. Obviously, vocally you have to fit in, but also as as, as a person, <clears throat> as a guy to hang out with, that's even more important in a lot of ways.
3: Oh, definitely, definitely. Because I had even in all my previous acts, that was the biggest issue—not musicianship, but personal mm-hmm. relationship. You need to get along with the people sure. they work with. And uh, it's it needs to be something more than just a work. It needs to be a real thing, mm-hmm. and it, it is a real thing. It felt like a real thing from the get go, and now it's. Did you know each other
0: beforehand, or how how did
2: you no, decide to bring Dennis in? Not really. But we would we had <laughs> crossed paths for a few minutes here and there, like you know um his previous band opened up for us and we went and played russia and then we played a few festivals in the states like south by so what and your other band may have yeah i was super young back then
3: i was like 18 or 19 kind of shy and stuff they're Mm. like a big band who's blowing up but we're still on the same label and you know like didn't want to bother that much so we just like met each other and that was that Mm. was it just kind of crossing paths. Uh, yeah. f- actually, for the f- very first time, we had a little chat in Moscow when we opened up for you mm-hmm. then, then in 2014.
2: I think you, s- you spoke mostly to uh, James and... Yeah, Thomas,
3: it's a James uh, and Sam, yeah, and Cameron because <laughs> you you was hammered and you just that was yeah. shit can yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: I think I took some chick up to the hotel or something
0: barricaded her in the bathroom yeah exactly there's a theme exactly here. Did, so when you when Danny decided to, to leave the band because Danny left the band right there was not like you yep. didn't sack him he, he, yeah, he just wake up one morning and say I'm leaving or did you kind of know this was happening
2: it was it was it was happening for years years and years I'm talking as far back as our second ever record Reckless mm-hmm. and Relentless which was 2011 he kinda started we as we were getting bigger, his ego was getting bigger, so he kinda started separating himself from us and you know, even back then in Reckless and Relentless, just to get him in the booth to sing was a nightmare. Hmm. And it's like this is what you're supposed to love, this is your dream and you don't we can't even get you in the booth to sing. And you know, it just got worse and worse over the years, but you know, I'm I'm a loyal guy, we all are, and we we didn't want to be like, You're out sorry we're turning our back on you because shit's got difficult we wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt that maybe he would grow up mm-hmm. one day and and you know be like oh whoops and mm-hmm. you know continue on with this but as the years went on it just got more and more evident he was just getting more and more distant and we were just like well we're gonna have to ride it out as long as we can until you know that day he called and um, he was like yeah man I'm out and I was I wasn't even shocked it was like a two-minute phone call I was like yep okay well, good luck. thanks very much. see you later and I called the guys and I was like all right, it's finally happened. now we can actually move on. we can do what we want to do, and mm. we can take the span to the level we we want to get to so it wasn't like a sad thing or a scary thing or a surprise. it was just a much, much honestly even the bridge.
3: all the fans like as they me growing up
2: is huh? they could see it the fans could see it
3: yeah, they could see it they could feel it that he's just making the whole band turn the whole different direction that they want to don't really want to take hmm. musically and Just even mentally I guess
0: Were you, as an, were you an asking Alexandria fan? Yeah. What did you think when you heard the news that he that he had left? I was calling it a long time
3: ago. I knew that this is gonna happen. Did you think like honestly like when you followed me on Twitter? I was like dude I was sitting right next to my. <laughs> girl- I was sitting right next to my girlfriend, and I was like, "I bet you a thousand bucks right now that Danny's living the band."
0: Wow, and so literally subtle weird, kind right. of Twitter follow. Right? Yeah, and
3: I was like, "Why would he even like do that right now? Like, there is no any. There's like literally no reason." Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I- it just was such a gut feeling. You just kind of thought you're gonna get a call. It, it was just
0: going this
2: direction I mm-hmm. guess
0: I don't know so when you did follow Dennis on Twitter did you have an eye on him or did you have him in mind
2: I, I did but honestly when I did it was actually along the lines of Danny still hadn't grown the balls to quit but we wanted to do we were offered to to go and be one of the headliners of the Vans Warp Tour mm-hmm. which we obviously did last summer and um, Danny was like absolutely not that's a backward step in our career it's a bad look and I was saying "Yo." 100% wrong. It's a really good look. It's us going back to our roots. It's us showing our appreciation for where we came from and the fans that were there from the beginning,
3: which was definitely right because we smashed, smashed and walked it and all and we had nothing but a lot it's of a fun. Yeah, it's a, it, it a huge tour. Yeah, it's a great tour. It was great. But he and was this, was like, this is I'm this is the crowd it. where asking Alexandria grew from. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
2: So it was important for us to go and do it and he was like, "Well, I'm not doing it. You can find yourself another singer to sing me this summer." And I was wow. like, "Okay." I'll mm-hmm. find someone we'll that do. I think will kick ass this summer. will yeah. do. And that's when I followed Dennis because I was like, you know, I wonder what he's doing this summer. I'm sure he'd like to come out for a month or two and have a blast on summer and, you know, drink and have a good time and, and do what Danny clearly doesn't want to do, which is live a great life and have a good time, doing mm-hmm. what you love to do. And, you know, after Danny found out we did that, he was like, so you're actually going to go without me? And I was like, F- yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, we that? are, dude you what mm. are you talking about we're not gonna play this stupid game anymore and that was when i think he was like right i don't need you guys i can go and do this on my own and that's when i think it was kind of like i'm he, that's when he decided yep i'm out for sure because they don't they're not playing my stupid game anymore mm-hmm
0: but you sound like, you know, you were prepared for this. It's because a lot of times when a singer leaves a band, it's almost a little bit of a scary thing. Like, is this going to make us bigger? Or are we going to lose the fan base? But it seems like you were thinking, either way, we've got to do this.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, we were ready. Like I said, a long time before it happened, we were ready. And um, it was a blessing. Like, we were all excited when it happened. And not mm. to sound like an asshole, but we were miserable before. Right. And so for us, as scary as it might have sounded, it was... More of a chance for us to reconnect and get back to our roots and you know get back to doing what we actually love to do, which mm-hmm. is right, and play the music that we love to do and go on tour and actually have fun touring the world together right so it wasn't really a scary or daunting thing it was it was it wasn't are we going to do this? it was how are we going to make this work
0: so then you finally decided did you audition anybody, or was Dennis your guy from the start?
2: Dennis was the guy from the start, we didn't audition anyone we were mm-hmm. like, this is, this is the guy this is the guy we need, he, he has the right look the right sound, the right style you know, it was everything that we, we wanted without having even knowing him as a person just on terms of a performance and a musician level
3: and especially as we started writing we, lit, we wrote like half of this record in a matter of I think like ten to fifteen days. Yeah, over, that quick. Over yeah. emails and phone calls. Just
2: over emails and yeah, stuff like that. Because like you that.
3: live, he's in bouncing me an idea. Like instrumentally, I'm writing stuff for it. Vocally, bouncing it back, and that's how it
0: happened. Because you live in the Ukraine.
3: Yeah, I, I was in Moscow back then, in Moscow. actually. But uh, you are you officially
0: Ukrainian? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm Ukrainian, too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. My, that's awesome. My, on my mother's side, the grandparents, the Kluchak, cool. was their name. Yeah, Ukraine. So my cousins... Do uh, you know where you're actually originally from? What city? I don't know for sure. But I do know when I was a kid, I used to go to Ukrainian camp and do Ukrainian dance and try and learn... <laughs> Yakshomaysh! And Daibolsia. That's uh, <laughs> that's like, cheers. Daybolzha, yeah. right? Na zdorovie. Yeah. 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 But then you do the Ukrainian dancing, like kind of the hassock dancing, like, hey, hey. <laughs> and then whenever there's a wedding in our family, it, I, I'm probably saying this wrong, but it's everyone gets in a circle, and then someone they, someone goes and dances in the middle. It's called the ko- ko- Koroneka. Koroneka? Uh, I don't even remember, honestly. It's like super traditional, and
3: it's, it's like... It's canadian It's Ukrainian. An older, older thing. Very traditional. That's like something that probably
2: my grandma and yes. my granddad would... Yeah, remember you, Ukrainian but, Christmas. You were too busy masturbating and playing video games.
0: <laughs> You're God. not a real Ukrainian. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Was it like growing up in Ukraine as far as like the music scene? It's dead,
3: man. Really, it's it, it, it used to be really good, honestly. But um, we had we have this website called vk. dot com, and you can literally it, it it appeared in 2008, and the pirate like it's probably the number one source of piracy like me- media c- content wise oh really I- in eastern europe in the world <laughs> maybe yeah it's like it's as big as facebook pretty much it's our like russian and ukrainian facebook but you can also look up any movies any music oh. any tv shows everything is there for free, really
2: for free and it can't be shut down so that why can't you shut it down it's not against the laws over
3: there oh right it, it is against the laws but I i have no idea why man like if you if if a record label officially sends a complaint they will take down what like what what needed be you know because mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. I know Sumerian sent complaints before and they took down all asking Alexandria from this thing gotcha yeah, but uh it's like lime wire. Slowly but surely right. it the original decreased the value their, of music. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: exactly. Oh yeah. Like,
3: slowly but surely it decreased the value of music and there there's just there was just way less bands, uh, way less people attending to shows. When back in two thousand and seven there were bands, like metal bands, like alternative bands, who would tour in like two, three, five, even ten thousand capacities. Hmm. And it, it, it like Russian bands. Yeah, but they would they would sing in Russian. though. Yeah. but um, still, there was a pretty strong scene, and it's gone. Was were you, were you a fan of some of those bands? Yeah, I like, like, was. Was their
0: name like the names of some of them?
3: I'll I'll just skip that one, and I I don't want to I don't want to name any of them. Oh, okay. honestly, all right, because. The- Bunch of them are really, really massive dickheads. <laughs>
2: okay. yeah, so. Just a bunch of. They can,
0: yeah, they can just suck it. <laughs> I remember in and I know you guys love '80s music too. Yeah. There was a big, there was yeah. the Moscow Peace Festival, and Motley Crue played and Bon Jovi and Scorpions and Ozzy, and on the bill at the very bottom there was a Russian band called Gorky Park. Go Dude, this Park. band was amazing though. Yeah. Really? Were they good? Because we only yeah. saw them very Dude, they're briefly. really
3: good. They're really? really good. So you know Dorky yeah.
0: Park then? Okay.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh they're both of their uh singers. Um uh, they, they had like a lead singer. hmm He uh he is doing a like he has solo Russian thing. Right now he's huge. Really? In Russia and Ukraine. Yeah, he's massive. He's yeah, he's definitely like what's his name? Um uh, Naskov Skov. Alright, there you go. Yeah. So we can shout out to, to those guys then. Those yeah, are the good they are. <laughs> oh, dude, like they were massive. They were like they were big 80, enough 80s hair metal bands, but they were big
0: enough to be on this bill. Even they really signed, the bottom.
3: They were the very first USSR band who actually moved to the states and yeah. signed with a record label and oh, stuff. That's
0: awesome. What bands are popular in Russia? Um, of any bands like American
3: I bands I mean
2: all sure. the American bands oh like God. of who, that who era who that dude you showed us that sings like 10 octaves higher than can be registered by the human I didn't show it to you you guys were
3: playing it and I was like what <laughs> Vitas Vitas, yeah, it's, Vitas. it's just a weird guy that sings stuff like.
1: Ah! <laughs> you gotta Super check high. that out, man. It's Vitas. Weird.
0: Okay, like he never sm- sings live though. It might be fake. Right, right, right. Or it, it would be out of tune, or probably very pitchy if he was live. When you're singing that high, right? It's pretty unbelievable how high. This it is, is like beyond high. Uh huh.
3: Like, like just- on the edge of, dude. This is unreal.
2: Yeah, like, I, I'm sure just if and you it's had actually a helicopter n- bird's eye view of the venue, just all the stray dogs in Russia would be just <laughs> chilling outside, howling back <laughs> Did you go to gigs? Like, if you wanted
0: to go to a gig in Russia when you were growing up, the ticket's expensive, or? I mean, uh,
3: I think tickets were rather affordable. <clears throat> I've seen a bunch of uh, foreign bands, too. I've seen, um, when I was growing up, I've seen Deep Purple. Mm. My, dad, my dad is a huge, like, old-school rock fan. Mm-hmm. So he introduced me to a lot of really good music, probably one of the reasons why i'm doing what i'm doing today. not actually probably it is the reason You're why right because he he was, he he introduced me to all of that. he introduced me to just
0: to good music you know mm-hmm. um is that how you learned english for, from listening to or did you learn it in school? It's whole you speak perfect English well very little you. accent even <laughs> thank you but yeah. um Not just music.
3: Uh, I was first of all, yeah, we studied it in school. It's like it was super basic, uh, just to probably explain the basic basic stuff when you're out there in Mm -hmm. America, you know.
2: Make me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That sort of (laughs) thing. Get me a beer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But um, video
3: games, because we had um, English versions, and the same thing was translated in Russian, and I would play. English version just out of curiosity to pick up new words because like basically if it's an axe you know that it's an axe you know yeah. like, new word learned
1: <laughs> there you
3: go uh, movies because we ha- uh, mostly all of the movies were just overdubbed mm. like over the English so you can kind of pick up some words just dude. by reading the lips sort of thing or, or... no yeah, oh you, you would hear the yeah 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 because oh, it was gotcha. cheap and old, old school like back in early 90s this is how we had it we didn't had like legit over like legit translation and uh like studio translation mm-hmm. we had like a guy there was literally a guy who was translating all the movies like the, the same voice the in every movie thing. he had he had kind of like this kind of voice Oh my God. yeah and yeah and he just overdubbed the movie and the original uh thing so
2: that's so annoying it. have you ever watched like I w- we were in south south america not too long ago yeah and uh, i was watching Which the was simpsons blast, and they the overdubbed it i was like you can't and they were trying to do the voices i was like God, this is <laughs> like, so frustrating with like another another uh, language the, yeah in a different language it's like just leave it in english Come on, Marge. Yes, so bad. <laughs> instead of do, he was like do. I was like do. Oh. <laughs>
0: it's oh. funny that there's the I don't know if you guys are Kiss fans, but there's this. Awful kiss movie called Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. It's a famous movie from the '70s, and Peter Chris was too loaded to do the looping like the overdubs, so they got another voice, and it's a voice from all the cartoons like Scooby Doo and all this stuff. And I knew, like you said, it's the same voice. Like yeah. Peter Chris's voice doesn't sound like that because that's the guy from Scooby Doo, <laughs> but that's crazy. just you know the same concept of that. But you were talking about you um, we were mentioning you know, the Gorky Park from the '80s, and I know you guys have covered a lot of '80s songs, mm-hmm. Skid Row and, and uh, White Snake making um by the way i need Leopard. to show you this band you'll love them gorky park yeah, yeah it's like right off your street
2: yeah well, right i thought you I know, know. i thought it, I know. it's right on there
0: but what led you to, to like w- journey i heard you guys version of separate ways what kind of led you to, to to not only show your love for that era but record like five six seven songs from that? it's
2: literally just because we love it you know mm. like, i i grew up listening my stepdad again um, he took me to my very first concert it was a deep Purple concert. He took me to wow. see the Scorpions. He took me to see Mark Knopfler. Like so many great old classic rock bands and stuff. And so I've just always had a huge appreciation for it and always loved it. And you know, it's the same with the rest of guys. We just we we adore that music. And no one in our sort of age or scene, if that's what you want to call it, was was doing anything. That's like true. That. And we came out with um, Reckless and Relentless, and everyone was like, we had a very rock and rolly image. You know, the stuff we sang about was more along the lines of what people sang about in the 80s and stuff. Musically, it didn't sound like a classic 80s rock and roll band. Everything else, you know, it was rock and roll, modern day rock and roll in all its glory. And so people started, like, picking up on that. And it was just really awesome to see that people heard that influence in our music. So we were like, this might give us a platform to actually go and do some 80s covers that we love and maybe introduce some younger fans that aren't necessarily so into it or knowledgeable on it into some of this badass music that we love and maybe they can love it too, Mm -hmm. you know. And
0: And that was kind of Danny's vibe too. I mean, We Are Harlots, much more in that vein of of rock and roll. Of rock and roll. It's
2: just because we love it, you know. And if you look back at all our videos, I'm always rocking a Led Zeppelin t-shirt or a Skid Row t-shirt. And all of a sudden I start seeing young kids at our shows. Wearing Guns N' Roses t-shirts and shit, and I'm just like, "Yes, this is awesome!" Because that was n- not going on in our scene. Ah. Everyone was wearing bright pink and blue <laughs> and yellow, like yeah. Chiodos t-shirts and skinny shit. jeans. You know what and, I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it was really awesome to see kids start to come to our shows, and they they'd started like they come to me and be like, "Look, I've ripped my jeans like you, and oh, I just bought this leather jacket, and oh, look at my Guns N' Roses t-shirt." It was really really cool to see that sort of coming back and. You know, I don't want to say that we brought it back. That's completely incorrect. In
3: this scene, you guys definitely brought it you know. back for like a year or two. Yeah. For sure. For
2: the, for the younger to audience. To make kids
0: want to, want to check it out. I remember like when Metallica was covering um, uh, Diamond Head, for example. Oh, Am yeah, I yeah, evil? yeah, yeah, And I'd never heard of Diamond Head. So mm-hmm. you go back and check out Diamond Head or The Misfits or, yep. or any of these bands that they re- re- recorded. And then you discover there's some pretty cool bands that I never would have listened to if it exactly. wasn't for Metallica.
2: Those garageing.
0: Yeah, like, Garage I'm Inc. albums, exactly. Awesome. Did you ever get a chance to uh, to meet any of those guys after you recorded the songs?
2: We actually, um, after we recorded the Skid Row songs, Sebastian Bach hit us up, and he was just like, you guys are awesome. Nice. And um, he ended up coming out, um, Rock of the Range, actually, one year we played. He came out on stage with us, and we played... You've gone wild with him, <laughs> and and we played we played with him at the Golden Gods, and
0: oh, right, in LA, yeah, yeah, I
2: was hosting those, those yeah, shows. Yeah, 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 there we go. Right. Yeah, I, I knew, yeah, 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 I knew
0: that there. Ah, that's when I I seen you guys before. And that's then through
2: was. that, we had like Duff McKagan started talking to us, and the moathead guys, and all these old bands that we loved and looked up to mm-hmm. were now talking to us and saying how great our band was. And I was like, this is insane. And uh, I remember on my birthday um, in LA a few years ago, um, we we had like a headline Halloween show. So my birthday's in Halloween. We played at the the Wilton in um, LA in LA. Yeah, yeah. and Stephen Adler was like, "You guys have to play Night Train. Let's do it!" Like me on drums, Ben you on guitar, Cami on guitar, Danny singing. We'll, we'll play Night Train. So with with the drum the drummer from Guns N' Roses, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is insane!" <laughs> so we show up to rehearsals and for reasons I'm not going to say because I don't want to be that guy, but he couldn't really perform. Mm-hmm. His, Fill in the blanks. The, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it it never ended up happening, which sucked. But just the fact that even that sort of stuff was surfacing. And then again, like a year after that, Guns N' Roses were playing in, in Jersey and we were playing, uh, we were on a headline tour at the time, we were playing in Florida and we got a call saying, Guns N' Roses are playing in New Jersey. They want you guys to come and be there soul opening band tomorrow and we were like we have a show in in Florida but we were like we we have to take this yeah we, we just dropped all our shit jumped on a plane flew to New Jersey rented gear everything got sorted like half an hour before we got on stage and we went and played for Guns N' Roses, and and they wow. specifically asked for our band, A.K. So. Axel. Axel, yeah. Right.
0: Did you did you see him around at all? Did he watch
2: or? I did see him, and I was walking down the corridor backstage in this massive arena, and he was this little guy in the distance, <laughs> surrounded by all these bodyguards <laughs> and what have you. And as someone grabs me and pushes me up against the wall, I was like, "Whoa, what are you doing? I, I just played though. I like, I don't care. Axel's coming." And he was still a good distance off. And he held me there and he got actually got bigger and bigger <laughs> and bigger walked straight past me got smaller and smaller and smaller <laughs> until he went around the corner guys like okay now you can go i was like wow okay well
0: actually <laughs> we just opened for you see you later thank yeah, you yeah
2: <laughs> right so clearly it wasn't him asking for us you <laughs> yeah. know it was obviously management but it was available right jesus
0: christ yeah <laughs> was guns and roses uh obviously was they popular in russia as well
2: yeah for in sure
3: i mean probably thing. not as big as They were in America, Mm -hmm. but
0: yeah, definitely. What do you think about the Guns N' Roses quasi reunion,
2: dude? I've been asked this by so many magazines lately, and and everyone's always like, "Really?" Am I answered? But I'm not that stoked, Mm -hmm. and it's not because I love Guns N' Roses. I love that band so much. Appetite for Destruction, in my opinion, is one of the greatest records of all time. Absolutely, but has it been too long is the magic gone it's like everyone wants a friends reunion but if they actually did another season of friends would it be good would ross still be funny in you know 2016? what i mean like are you just gonna it's go really schlubby are they gonna come out and you're gonna be like "Ooh, this isn't all <laughs> yeah, i wanted it to be maybe yeah. it's best to leave it how it was on that grandeur that huge pedestal and just like they are the greatest rock and roll band of all time. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Rather than come back and it be, oh, well, Axel was two hours late and Slash, you could tell, didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And... It's
3: like gambling. You need to leave when you're on the top.
2: Well, you're ahead, right? Okay, but if you're sat at a gambling table and someone says to you, here's $80 million, <laughs> are you going to leave? No, you're going to take it, which is exactly what they've done. But, you know, well, it's a whole different story. I hope story. it's amazing. Right. I hope it is. Well,
0: and the thing is to, to me as well, too, is like if people are wondering, oh, who's in the band? And who's like, t- it's, OK, like, here's the thing. You go see the Rolling Stones. There's four guys on the poster, mm-hmm. Mick, Keith, Charlie and, and, and Ron Wood. Yeah. And there's seven or eight guys in the backing band. That's fine. That's, the Stones are those four are those guys. four dudes, yeah. So Guns N' Roses are marketing it the same way. It's Axel, Duff, and Slash. And whoever else is in the band is in the band. It's not going <clears> to <throat> be Izzy and Steven. Yeah. You know That's not going to happen. We yeah. know that already, right? So I, I think you have to take it for what it's worth. And, and hopefully as professionals, they'll go out there and kick ass. That's what I'm hoping for.
2: I really hope so, too. You know? I really do. But I, I do think a lot of the beauty and charm of Guns N' Roses was their there you could tell they were best buds on stage they were loving it you know I mean they had that energy and that yeah yeah and it was awesome and now I'm really scared they're just gonna be three older dudes stood on a stage rocking out to old songs you know what I mean and it's just gonna the danger element isn't gonna be there it's not gonna be the mighty guns and roses you know what I'm saying I'll tell you we've already seen something like that before yeah we have not mentioning
1: any names again (laughs) yeah really disappointed (laughs)
0: All right Dennis as a singer starting out uh, who were some of your influences and role models
2: uh I probably, mean probably me
0: <laughs> yeah, just as a person yeah as a, as a rock god <laughs> just as a cool
3: dude I'd say I'd head. say <laughs> on the heavier edge it's definitely guys like Corey Taylor mm-hmm. um, on the lighter edge aFI Davey havoc more of the melodic side of things yeah 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 right.
0: Because you have to do both in in asking, you know the 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 first track off the black is super heavy. It's 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 Slipknot esque when you're talking vocally, and then there's a breakdown. You're singing some nice melodies. Is that hard to do live? I
3: consider myself a good singer. I -hmm. mean, I know what I'm doing. It's not like I'm all all the time just.
0: But I mean, switching those styles like just guttural
3: It is pretty intense. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean, when you have to do just a show or two, it's pretty easy but when you have to do it 10 months of a year that's a whole different story which a lot of people
0: don't understand that's right we were talking about that earlier when you're a singer and you're on tour it's hard to be hey dude what's going on let's go hang out let's go do something it's hard
1: to
3: do Uh, that yeah and like on this past tour i've been really definitely taking it easy on going out and doing stuff because i just want to
0: do My best Live, do... Boring. A really good... Boring. Oh, come on. <laughs> typical sing, a typical guitar player. I understand where you're coming from. If you're hungover, you can still play
2: guitar. If you're hungover and you've been screaming and yelling and smoking all night, it's just got like that. Does yeah. this happen to you guys? If you ever are performing hungover, for me, at the next time hungover, I'm hungover and performing... It's like every song is in slow motion. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, we Yeah, I hate that. Why I hate so that. This is today? like the worst thing. I don't this? know why, but it, it, it happens. It's
0: weird. It's bad, too. Like, when you're having a great gig, it goes by so fast. Mm-hmm. When you're having one of those type of gigs, you're like, oh my gosh, six songs left. Yeah. Oh. How's this happening? Oh, here's another this chorus. It's going to be hard. <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: I think be- I just Sometimes shit it's myself. actually completely
0: opposite. Really like, the
3: set flies by. Like, it feels faster.
2: I, when you're hungover?
3: No, not when you're
0: hungover, but it just happens sometimes.
3: Oh, yeah, sometimes
2: yeah, you play the last song, and I'm like, wait, we're done. But that's the sign of
0: a good gig, though, right? Like, yeah. it just goes by like that. The crowd is good, the band is hot, or whatever, but it's when
2: it's there, there are some. I, g-
0: I guess it just well. all depends on the energy that you like, feed from the crowd. yes.
2: I don't know about that. A lot of it has to do with that, but sometimes it's just an unexplained thing. Like I remember the first time we ever played um, Wembley Arena, and I was like, oh, my God. Headlining? No, we weren't headlining. We were main support for Bullet, actually. We'll get there. Um, We'll get there. Absolutely. That's my (laughs) hometown, London. I'm from London, so I was like, this is it for me. Yeah. Like, I'm so excited to be playing Wembley, and I got on stage, and I was miserable. I had the worst show, and I do not know why. The crowd was great. Everything went smoothly. We performed great. But I got off stage and I was like, Ugh. "Yeah, you
3: definitely get these days. The I days. don't understand why." Even on this yeah. tour, you you been like, "Um, uh, the show wasn't really good," and the rest of them I was like, "What are you talking about? Yeah, it's been fucking amazing." But only you can decide whether a show is Yeah, going. exactly. You feel it in your heart. Yeah, as yeah. Soon yeah. As the last we all get these done. days. It's really, it really is an unexplainable thing,
0: right? Because you know, even certain cities, like some night, okay, we're playing, you know, LA tonight. It's gonna be great, and it's not and yeah. we show up in grand rapids and it's the greatest show ever and you're like
2: and you weren't even expecting it right yeah, what, yeah. What, you know that might be some of it maybe you building you are building and building and building up a, a song like a, or a show like that wembley one i was like this is wembley this sure. is it wembley, and yeah. you put it on this pedestal and then you go out there and it's nothing spectacular it's just another show and then you're like oh well tomorrow's Birmingham, great! It's going to be raining, and you go on stage, and it's the greatest show of tour. And you're like, oh yes, it's what the so other one should have been. It's what yeah, it's what yeah. Wembley should have been, but wasn't. So yeah. when you
0: first like your first couple gigs with um, with Asking, were there, were there people like like some Danny diehards that were kind of giving you the thing? Is guy? no, on the very first first gig with Asking,
3: which was in Czech Republic, it was uh, rock with people, that for- rock. Rock for Rock People, for people Festival. Festival, yeah, it was pretty big. There mm-hmm. was like maybe like eight thousand people out there.
2: Uh, Good way to start. Yeah, right.
1: crazy. Yeah. But uh, I I, I had a him.
2: Dennis chant. Nice. Yeah. So I said to him before we went on because I was I was nervous. We'd we'd never played with each other before, and everything. We didn't even really rehearse did we? We were like, it will. That it, was
3: my second matter. show as a frontman ever. Second show as a front man? Yeah, because I used to play guitar and like just sing choruses and stuff. Wow. Yeah. The so first went... one was opening for asking, second one with actually with asking. With asking, yeah. So you
0: were never a, a, a tried and true microphone only front man?
3: Yeah. In my very first band, I, w- I was just playing guitar and singing. Uh, then second band, uh, which we opened up for asking, I moved to the frontman spot but only for one show just yeah just just one, one show because that was the only show that we played because we were just <laughs> the band didn't make and we had like two singles out only
0: but that's a whole another thing now it's not just laying down the vocals you got to be the front man yeah you know you got to you got to work the crowd and connect with the crowd and that sort of a thing how was that for you amazing
2: i mean and i guess it's just exactly what i've been born for yeah <laughs> the funny thing is as well like, i was saying to him are you are you scared are you nervous because i'd watched the thing that kept replaying nah. over my head over and over again, I grew up loving a band called From First to Last when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And um I got the opportunity to take them out. Um, they opened up for asking and it was after Sonny Moore, their vocalist, left the band. So similar situations and he's now Skrillex and huge and world renowned. Oh yeah, he's Sonny Moore is Skrillex. Yeah, That's yeah. what I've heard of that band, yeah. right. And so I was like I was stoked to take them out and Matt Good, their guitarist, took over for vocals and I was like, This is gonna be sick, I love it and I watched them go on stage every night and the crowd would be chanting Sonny, Sunny, Sunny and I remember It was on our tour, and I loved this band growing up. I think we were in Vegas, and I just remember them. that was the breaking point. They were like, you know what? You want Sonny so bad, you can have him. And they all smashed their instruments, kicked their shit over, and quit. Halfway through our tour, and the band broke up, and they were done. And I was like, oh, my God. Please don't let this happen. Please don't (laughs) let anyone be chanting Danny. And I was like, are you nervous, dude? And he was like, nah. I'm just going to go out there and do what I do. And I was like, okay, man. Like, Fingers crossed, backstage. and went out there, and it was just... It was insane I remember when we walked on stage We were the headliners, So there were bands on before us But there was no one there So I was like This is At least it's only going to be A small show yeah. For Dennis to warm up to And as soon as you go on stage you see in The distance Just thousands of people <laughs> running over I'm like they're either coming to kill us or they're stoked right, yeah. they're going <laughs> to throw stones yeah. at us
0: Or, but I mean but that, that that's the thing like for you coming in there that's the way you should be I'm just going to do my thing but I can see you Ben being nervous Yeah, yeah absolutely. And you mean, know I, like like oh my gosh like what if they completely turn on this what if I pick the wrong guy what, what if the crowd hates yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and so as the time goes on you must be like oh, I did the right thing was, I think, I think the ever. very first song that we released together
3: I won't give in actually helped a lot with the like acceptance the, thing, because yeah. it was a really good song and people loved it. Honestly, it's even still like right now. It's the song. It's only a year old right now, right? Mm-hmm. Even even not a year officially. It's yeah. like nine months or something. But it, I can hear every single night people singing it louder than the rest of
0: this set. Like the
3: rest of the yeah. songs that's been out since 2009. That's
0: great. Yeah, they've accepted it. They know it. Exactly Right. Well let's talk about the new album The Black that's, That you guys just did And you mentioned how easy it was for you guys to write this record 10-15 days The chemistry was there right off the bat as, mm-hmm. as songwriters
2: Yeah it was just It was super easy Like I said I remember the first time That we we did anything It was right after we, jo- we joined, uh, asked Dennis to join the band And I was like okay I've got this song I sent it to him And I was like I've got all these words on a piece of paper None of them make sense or in any order There's probably like A storybook of words and shit and i was like let's see what this kid does with it he just completely took the words rearranged it changed it made it make sense wrote vocal melodies recorded everything also while i'm asleep in america (laughs) he's in the (laughs) ukraine and i wake up i check my phone i'm like oh he's gonna be asleep now i wonder how long i'm gonna have to wait for this song i check and it's in my email and i was, was it's it's actually a song called send me home and um I, I turn it on, I'm like, right, let's see what this kid's got. And I was just like James was with me at the time at my house and we were just like, Oh my god, this is it. Like none of our previous records even matter anymore. This is so good. <laughs> this is exactly what we need and we want and we and we loved it. And I remember showing all of our friends, we were like g- driving to get breakfast, showing people in the car, and everyone was like, Holy shit, is this is this your guys' new stuff? I was like, Yeah. <laughs> yes it is uh, yeah <laughs> don't worry so about whatevs. it so <laughs> yeah exactly and and then it was it was exactly like that for the rest of the record you know it was just so we, we, we went into the studio with 42 songs written wow and ready to record and we had to you know did you record hit, them all uh to a certain degree to a certain degree they were all recorded in uh as pre-production like okay yeah, yeah
3: there's still one song that i really wish it would make to the record but it never there's did there's like three that I really this, remember this really one. heavy one
2: oh yeah,
3: dude it's yeah, so yeah. sick it's we, should we should reconsider we should reconsider working on it later
0: on you put out the re-released version in six or eight months it's
3: well, just tracks. so
2: hard like we would go into the studio for all the other albums and be like okay it's a 13 track album how many songs have you got 13 <laughs> okay. So Done. there's yeah, that's it. These Next are the album. ones. that's it. Yeah. 42 this time and it was right. like ah, how'd you pick, you know? But that's it's a good problem to have. But it
0: must have been kind of cool for you too because when you came in the band like you said you had one original song that's yours and the rest you're singing Danny's songs basically. And now you get to sing all of your songs too.
3: Yeah, we're yeah. De- I'm definitely excited because we're going to play a lot of new stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: And the fans will be excited to hear that. I'm sure they want to hear it too. Yeah. See Absolutely.
3: Cuz so far all the new songs that well, we've, been we've been playing been live treat, Yeah. In it.
0: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What uh, what countries are your are your biggest?
2: It's hard to say. Like it's we're one of those rare bands, and I don't know how or why, but we're very very lucky. But you know, I know I've got a lot of friends in bands, and I know that they'll be like, this is our market, and then they go over here and they don't do so well, and then over here they do even less, mm-hmm. and then over here they're bigger again. For us, honestly, it's pretty consistent world over now. I'd, I'd actually say our smallest market is America now. Mm-hmm. When it started off as our biggest, but I'd say, like, Europe, the UK, Australia, all that, all, all those other regions, we're, we're very, you know, it's a solid size. world Have you played over. in Russia before? Yeah, twice. We just did. Oh, uh, with you? With the yeah, yeah, even yeah. with me.
3: We just uh, did Europe and Russia in one show in Ukraine in last autumn how was that playing in russia it was really cool
2: really cool russia's good
3: yeah uh these guys are always crazy (laughs) (laughs) funny thing that like usually they don't understand shit because no one speaks english out there barely uh now i can speak to them now they understand (laughs) (laughs) it was cool uh the very last show of this run was ukraine and um it's like I consider the city as my second hometown. The What's capital, the Kiev. Kiev. Okay. Yeah, man, it was one of the probably forever will be one of my most favorite shows that I've ever played. It wasn't like the biggest venue ever. It was like I think like twelve hundred cap, but it was my very first show in Ukraine with Asking Alexandria. So I'm coming like we we're about to hit the stage. We're coming out for the first song, and there are these kids in the front row just holding a huge Ukrainian flag and it says in Ukrainian Dennis you're home dude like this ship just brought tears in my eyes that's so cool it's it's just awesome and all the energy how they were singing along and you you can tell that next time we're gonna come back there it's gonna be it's gonna be bigger and better bigger place yeah had had you gone and seen shows at that venue in Kiev yeah for sure it's like (laughs) it it used to be like a get go venue for all like metalcore bands.
0: Yeah. It's something like, I remember the first, uh, I grew up in Winnipeg in Canada and and I used to go to the Winnipeg Arena to see rock shows and see wrestling shows. And before they tore it down, I had a wrestling show there and to be like actually wrestling in the Winnipeg Arena. I remember like, I was sitting right about there, you know, section 32, row 7, seat 12. You know, that's something that you never... You never forget that moment. Oh, absolutely. You know? what was that? Was like that for you? Been at a certain venue?
2: um I think it was Brixton for me. Brixton Academy in London. It's like a six thousand cat venue. It's a great um, place. It's sick. It's a beautiful venue. Very prestigious. You know what I mean? Like you're doing well if you, you're headlining there. Yeah. And we went out. It sold out months in advance. And I remember walking out on stage. And again, my hometown, London. So I was mm-hmm. just like, Oh my god, this is home. And it sold out. And I, yeah, I nearly cried. I was it's like, it's cry, always pussy, a very special moment, yeah. I
3: feel like, for every musician or whatever you do. Like, if you're playing your hometown or your home country and you see that there's people who love you and your shows are sold out, it's always a special mm-hmm. thing.
0: Sure, it is. And you still live. Basically, in the Ukraine, right?
3: yeah. Because we tour a lot most of the time, so it doesn't really matter where exactly I will spend my time off. Because mm-hmm. it's always a flight, anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: What's what, is there some big differences? Like you mentioned that you're going to go be staying in Phoenix for a while in Arizona instead of going back to Ukraine. When you li- when you stay in the states and live in the <coughs> states, what are the big differences between Russia and and, and America?
2: The uh, the language mainly.
3: <laughs> I mean, everything's different. It's it's whole
0: two different cultures. Food portions
2: significantly like weight,
3: like, <laughs> Yeah.
0: Like how, how 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 like in culture? Like, what do you mean? Food portions are small in Russia.
2: Oh my Not, God! No, they're in America, smaller. They, in America? America is just like huh? in a trough, don't you? And you get given a shovel and it's like go to town. Right, <laughs> right, right. It's right.
0: ridiculous. Yeah. What are some of your favorite places to eat when you're when you're touring over in, the, in America? Oh,
2: dude, I'm always Let in me think. Of like
3: um, five
0: guys, dude. Uh, five
3: no, guys. he he burgers. has an extreme childish palette of food. So I like burgers.
0: Good word. Palette,
3: palette, yeah. Um. I don't you, even know, man. Like, uh, how did you learn palette he- from video
2: games is what <laughs> I want to know.
3: Because it's a very similar word to a Russian word Uh-oh. and to Ukrainian. That's a boring answer. Yeah. I mean, be- do you
2: guys go to Denny's or are you looking for Outback? or 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 is Anywhere just- where there's alcohol or junk shit food. That's where you'll find me. <laughs> that's that's the, the tour. Of place to our bus with booze and shit food.
3: No, that's what you do, honestly. like yeah. I feel like me, James, and Cameron, we love to like try to find something better. Especially me and James. We, we like you going out to... Real food. Yeah, good stuff. Because yeah. I, I hate like sometimes it feels amazing especially when you're hungover to just get all the grease like, yeah. exactly and I'm yeah. always hungover Right, the, <laughs> the grease is burger and stuff <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a pound of burger but um, I like going out and trying different food because there's, there, there's actually a lot of stuff that we don't have too mm-hmm. that, yeah. that is not like really normal Right, 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 especially Mexican and like Thai food.
2: I had never had Mexican food really until I came to the states. It's not really a it's thing It's not in a thing in Yeah, no. we have it's, Indian it's... food as much as you have Mexican food. Big time Indian yeah. food
0: over there. And for me, like I'm not a fan of Indian. All the guys in my band eat Indian. And I don't do it. So what I get every night on my rider is Nando's.
2: Nando's, my yeah. god, yeah. There, there's a few in the state. We played. Where they did just we play started, the yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was we were walking down the street. I can't even remember where we were now. <laughs> but um walking Maryland, maybe. Walking down the street trying to find a pub, and I was like, does that say Nando's? Mate, isn't that weird in Maryland? Yeah. That there's a what Nando's, a, a random Nando's. Oh, a
0: Nando's yeah. is a chicken Just out of place. anywhere in the States where it could like, appear first. York, Maryland. 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 Yeah. Maybe they're testing it out or something, but I love Nando's. I could eat there every day. And the other one is Witherspoons.
2: A oh, Wetherspoons yes. is the shit. Witherspoons, so cheap. You get a full pub food. Yeah. It's a pub,
0: but it, you go there a, and eat like, you roast walk
2: beef. In and the carpets haven't been changed for 200 years. <laughs> it stinks of piss and old stale booze. Cigarettes. Cigarettes. It's gross and it's the greatest place <laughs> on earth. It's it like was... a pound for a pint and then your food's like three quid. So you're spending four or five quid and you've got your booze and your food. And it's you could go there, Is it you good? Could go there at like 6 oh, a.m. for breakfast. Good and food. You'll get a pint with your breakfast. Everyone that's in there at 6 Well, a. I mean drinking british eating. british
3: breakfast can never go wrong so yeah
2: yeah, yeah. and yeah,
0: then, then european bread bread. breakfast is never good no it's just like, like big pieces of bread and cheese and
3: jam his, yeah it's
2: like what you doing
3: yeah i i guess i guess like yeah. Germany yeah yeah switzerland yeah I went our, our our breakfast like in ukraine in, and okay. in russia is a whole different thing it's amazing always like what uh i don't know they're like uh, There's nothing particular because, like, I've noticed that, for example, in England, it's, like, sausage, beans, and all that
2: kind of stuff. You know
3: what I'm talking about. Fried eggs. Yeah, and we have a lot of different stuff. Like, it's always... I'm not going to lie,
2: though. The first time we played Russia, before you were in the band, our hotel had breakfast. And so we went down for breakfast. And I shit you not, it was chicken nuggets, broccoli... and some cheese dip i was like what the <laughs> hell what a weird array savage of f- yeah like what is this? so i was right, like right well i guess i'm having chicken nuggets for breakfast because i ain't touching the broccoli let
0: me ask you a couple of questions <laughs> <laughs> as, we get, as we get ready to wrap up here but your ukrainian food and this could be the canadian version you might not even know what this is but do you know what halopchi is Hul- uh maybe there's a different word for it cabbage
3: rolls Oh right on galupci, yeah galupci, and the other Gallup-tsi, one yeah. no, you say galupci, galupci, yeah, and the other one is uh, perahe. What is that pierogies? Oh, varenyiki.
0: <laughs> Us Canadian Ukrainians aren't saying anything properly. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Halopchi <laughs> and petahe. Halopchi cabbage rolls are like rice wrapped in cabbage with like sauce on it. So not a burger. Not a burger.
3: And and it could also be like meat wrapped in right. uh,
0: in What's a pierogi? Cabbage. I feel like I've heard of that. Pierogi is like uh, like dough, like like I guess is it fried dough with like uh, like potato inside.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the shit. R- I like R- that. Yeah. Really Those are really good.
0: Is that like is that a, a food that you eat in Ukraine?
3: Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Like like this is this is like, feast that he just named. It's like typical. Okay, I'm going for. Like a lunch or to like a dinner for um to my grandma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like a typical thing. This is grandma food, right? <laughs> like here. you
0: said, that's traditional. Yeah, and that's what like now like that my grandparents passed away, and my mom passed away. The Ukrainian influence in, in the family is pretty much gone, mm-hmm. but there's still like the Halopchi, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the petehe, that stuff. sort of stuff. You know, like trust me, there's so
3: much like. Our, our food is amazing. I had a lot of friends from the States who came out just to see me and hang out and, and stuff. They were like, dude, you, you guys have really good food out here. You, I could never even imagine.
0: When you guys played in Kiev, did you take the boys
3: uh, out? I, to I out wanted to. I wanted to, but they pretty much went to you. Ukrainian McDonald's out there. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Good time. What are
0: you doing? Come over to my mom's house. She'll make you
2: some pet of hay <laughs> I want McDonald's. Give it to me. Oh, did you know in Japan the, the McChickens in McDonald's comes with Big Mac sauce on it? It's genius. Oh, yeah. They have a lot of weird stuff there. I just heard that McDonald's In Canada, I just down, heard from right? our
3: Japanese fans that there's no McDonald's no, no, in McDonald's Japan anymore. McDonald's has been closed down what? in
2: Japan now, apparently. You're kidding me. I'm really upset. Yeah, I'm boycotting. Yeah, we... I ain't going to play in there anymore. And we... <laughs> We've <laughs> you been off... your first... We've been offered to go out there in November. Ain't
0: happening. No, dude, unless you open up. A... And it's not McDonald's. It's Makudonaldo. Oh, That's my. That's how it's pronounced there. Jesus. And you know Ronald McDonald's name is over there
2: donaldo macadonaldo donaldo that's better donaldo i like that i I, I remember the first time that's
3: that's how i'm calling (laughs) you from now donaldo (laughs) donaldo i
0: remember the first time
2: i went out there i was like like, do you
0: you have mcdonald's like what mcdonald's what hamburger oh
2: macadonaldo (laughs) macadonaldo donaldo macadonaldo that's amazing see there's the trivia you learn something wow from doing the show you know today. what that's all this life's never gonna We've be the same seen ronald mcdonald and know what he's up to in his spare time they've changed his name over there so that the kids can't tell the parents who did this to them because they can't even pronounce his name <laughs> uh,
0: last couple questions uh what's your favorite song to play live ben
2: now it's the, the black, the black, sure. black. now black. yeah
0: black. that's a great tune yeah. thank, thank and you, thank you the first single right or is it's a not, yeah, it's the it is a one, single? But
2: yeah, it's the first new, new, new yeah, one. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So the reaction already is great from, from yeah, the crowd? Yeah, it's insane.
3: Yeah, like I can see everyone knows the words now. Every- Dude, this song is just the beginning. <laughs> like everyone's, everyone's just going up, up and, and down,
0: yeah. and sometimes you can feel the stage shaking. Like, yeah, that's a good thing. It's feeling. intense, awesome. man. Yeah, yeah. And this question you've been asked a million times, but I don't honestly know. Where would you get the name, Asking Alexandria?
2: Um, honestly, it, it, I remember being a kid. I came up with a name probably when I was about 14 years old. Um, I, was, I remember sitting in my bedroom with a dictionary, going through the dictionary, trying to find just cool words with a cool meaning. And it was just a pointless task. It was shit. And my dad was like, a name doesn't matter. The band matters. He's like, listen, The Beatles. What a great band. So the name's cool. But it's a really shit name. And if the band was shit, the name right. would be shit. Slipknot. It's not a good name. But because the band is so good, the name is good. And it works. There's Slipknot. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, so I just need a cool name then. What do people relate to? And I was just like, well, people relate to other people more than anything. So I was like, I need to name the band as if it's a person. And that's where I came up with Alexandria. I was actually dating a girl called Alexandra. So it probably came. You know what's funny? Yeah,
3: but- hmm. That
2: you know kind of what's funny ask her a question yeah. asking her. yeah can i f- you <laughs> in
3: the bathroom barricaded yeah. call back what's funny back. uh alexandria is actually uh a place in like apparently a place in ancient egypt that no, no,
2: it's a place <sighs> in egypt yeah
3: yeah that held all the answers to it. like the any questions and universe
2: oh really yeah i didn't know that well, i mean i, I did there was, there was was like the exactly
3: there was like a royal uh library that held like all the knowledge so pretty much asking alexandria
2: it was fake. wow yeah wow thank See, you for just, next ta- time, thank you for telling me about Dennis my the there you go question. <laughs> there you oh, go
0: then you're stuttering bullshit
2: damn it <laughs> finally you <laughs>
0: have a smart singer (laughs) finally right the album is called The Black you guys are awesome thanks so much yeah thank you absolutely man man. our pleasure Asking Alexandria is on tour now Ben and Dennis were great neither one of us knew what to expect it was funny because afterwards they are like "Uh, when we got up this morning we didn't want to do this interview and I was like same here I drove there from Detroit and uh, to Grand Rapids as you heard sat down with those guys, and made friends for life. Great, great guys. We had a great conversation. And the band is killer. If you haven't heard The Black, go pick it up now. Uh, It's it's a great record. I was never really a big Ask Alexandria guy. Didn't know much of their stuff. I bought The Black, and I've been rocking it. It's a great, great record. Uh, Great modern metal with some cool singing. You're going to want to check it out, and you're going to want to check them out live in New Zealand and Australia. And they'll be in the States again at the end of April. they are coming April 30th to do the Welcome to Rockville 2016 Festival in Jacksonville florida then they're heading out i believe in the summer with bullet for my valentine once again all right so don't forget asking alexandria's record uh the black is out now and you know where you can find it on amazon please use the talk is jericho amazon links to get your copy so you can support both asking Alexandria and talk is jericho with one click click on the killer deals button in the right corner of the page that hit the talk is jericho button i got amazon links for usa the uk the canada every time you use talk is jericho links amazon kicks back a small percentage to the show to help us cover production costs and listen amazon warriors out there the talk is jericho amazon warriors let me know what you've bought okay take a picture of whatever you buy and post it on the twitter at Talk is Jericho. I will retweet it and I will follow you. Okay, I want to see what you got. Did you get uh, Asking Alexandra is the Black? Did you get Iron Maiden, Book of Souls? Um, Nickel McBrain last week just tearing down the house. One of the greatest uh, guests I've had. Or how about Dystopia Megadeth? Dave Mustaine has been on here. So many great records uh, coming out over the past uh, few months. And anything else you want to get, just buy what you want to buy and go through the Talk is Jericho links. Podcast PodcastOne.com. Uh, hit the, the Killer Deals button in the top right corner and hit the Talk is Jericho button. You'll find all of my sponsors, including DDP Yoga Now app, DDP Yoga, ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. All those tied together. All of them mean great. Fitness and in better shape for all you guys. DraftKings use my p- promo code Y2J to play for free. How about SwitchDriver? Go to works, switchdriver.com Use the promo code Chris to get ten percent off and free shipping. How about Geico? Thanks to Geico, and thanks to all of you for listening. Keep listening for the sixty-second AP news headlines coming up next, and keep listening for Friday, the last show before WrestleMania. One of the big matches on the show. Who am I kidding? All the matches are big. Triple Threat. Becky Lynch. Versus Sasha Banks. Both of them have been on Talk as Jericho. One of those three have not been on. I'm talking about the Divas champion. Charlotte is going to be here huge WrestleMania show one of her first podcasts I've known Charlotte for years and she is coming on talk as Jericho to talk all about WrestleMania uh, her brother Reed who passed away her father Rick Flair the legendary Rick Flair you're not gonna want to miss it it's the perfect way to kick off your Wrestlemania weekend with Charlotte this Friday I'll see you then be there be square yeah boy.
1: You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.